Welcome back to Hack the Industry. Software is still eating the world. Tune in each episode to learn from the experts about where software is taking industries. Today on the show, we have Ashu Gutyal. Ashu is founder and CEO of CapTech Technologies. CapTech launched India's first multilingual construction technology platform, eForce, to help bridge the gap between general contractors, migrant labor contractors, and specialized vendors. Construction is one of the highest contributors to the world GDP. However, it's one of the areas least touched by software. I'm really excited to hear from Ashu on his breakdown of the construction industry, how software is disrupting the space, and fascinating emerging trends that we all should be aware of. Of course, stay tuned until the end to hear his advice for entering and being successful in this industry. Enjoy. Thanks, Anmay, for having me here. So you've done some pretty amazing stuff over the past few months, and I want to dive into that. I want to dive into your thoughts on the state of the industry um, and your thoughts on where it's headed. So to kind of kick things off, can you explain more about what your company's B2B platform does and what's the impact that it's had thus far? Uh, Sure, absolutely. So uh, what we do really is uh, we get general contractors and developers. Uh, These are the people who actually build your buildings and, you know, build, uh, do the tunneling works, the hydropower works, build your roads and highways. Uh, And we we connect them with specialized labor contractors and subcontractors. Uh, Right now, uh, the, the, uh, the, biggest disorganization that i see in the construction ecosystem and especially when it comes to india is uh, in the labor sector uh, in the labor force uh, sector uh, w- what exactly does a general contractor do a general contractor or a developer uh, is basically a an aggregator of thousands of uh, subcontractors right there are there are people for uh, to do your tiling work there are there are other subcontractors to do your window work there are other contractors to lay the foundation uh, so there are thousands of such contractors that, you know, uh, it, it has to go in this kind of uh, beautiful synchronity uh, for, for this massive infrastructure project to get completed, like a, like a sky, uh, you know, a, a high rise building. Uh, and this is, this is the, the part which needs to be organized uh, uh, the most, because uh, construction is a fairly lin- linear system, uh, Tanmay. Uh, if you don't lay the foundation of the building, you can't build the rest of the building. That's just how it is that's just how physics works so i have this uh, i have this theory that your your project uh, is only as strong as your weakest subcontractor uh, so so that's what we do at captech we connect them and another really in, uh, you know there's a lot of bureaucracy in construction and this is not just in india this is worldwide uh, uh, it is just a lot of bureaucracy and it takes a while before a subcontractor uh, does uh, his or her work and gets paid for it. There's something called a credit period, you know, which can extend up to 60 days sometimes. Uh, and there's this bureaucracy in these companies, like the, the big uh, giant uh, construction companies, uh, where a bill is passed through various stages before it actually gets cleared. Uh, with new regulations coming in, there is new legal work uh, that needs to be done before a payment is remitted to the labor contractor or the subcontractor. So in many ca- in many cases, the subcontractor does not even know the exact time when he's going to get paid. And that's a very painful place to be uh, in a situation as a business person, uh, especially uh, you know in a post-COVID uh, era. So we've built this platform, which kind of gives them the payment transparency as well. Uh, so they know where in the system their bill is and who to contact to kind of 
you know, make sure the payments uh, uh, happen faster. Uh, so that's what we do right now. That's what we are focusing on. We are focusing on organizing the most disorganized sector. Uh, and after that, we will be expanding to uh, equipment and resource sharing as well. Interesting. So how many people have you touched? How many labor contractors have you touched so far with this platform? So so, so the, the response that we've got is overwhelming. Uh, uh, in, in, India is an incredible country when it comes to diversity. Uh, there, with diversity, there are, uh, you know, there are certain challenges like uh, uh, different languages. Uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, uh, takeaways that, uh, you know, I think the country is reaping from our platform is the, 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 uh, the multilingual platform. You can post a requirement in, uh, in English uh, and uh, the labor contractor, if he doesn't understand English, in most cases he doesn't, he understands Hindi really well though. Uh, it'll auto automatically transl uh, transliterate that and uh, translate that into Hindi for them. Uh, or, uh, you know, India is a country with many different languages. So this platform has really come across as a unifier. We've, ha we've touched around uh, several thousand contractors have registered uh, up to date. It's just been three months since we've been live. The company is, is just uh, eight months old. Uh, from ideation to product creation to, uh, you know, touching... Uh, amassing uh, the, the, the resources and strength uh, to uh, you know, bring in uh, over 100,000 uh, work, uh, skilled workforce. Uh, it's been a really short journey. It's been a really quick journey. And I think uh, I'm really happy with the way uh, the, the labor contractors have adopted technology. And you know, uh, the, the, lower, uh, uh, lower, the, the lower income group uh, of our society has adopted technology so quickly and uh, they will rapidly see gains uh, in their own businesses. Yeah, that's great to hear. And I think with, as you mentioned, in this post-COVID era, I think this kind of revitalizing of this industry is critical, not only in India, but in countries across the world. So I think this idea um, is, is, you know, as you said, has been brought about at the right time. Um, so Ashur, I'm curious, you know, from your perspective and being in this space now for, for some time, um, what do you think are the biggest barriers in the construction industry? Is it the bureaucracy, as you mentioned, the lack of innovative technology, lack of funding? Um, you know, what what is that barrier to it's, entry that you, you think? Uh, I, I, I'll be really frank, uh, and it's bureaucracy. It's It's an inertia. It's just this inertia that's been built up, uh, built up over years. And this is not just one country. This is globally. Uh, you know, I was reading, uh, I think, CB Insights. Uh, uh, I was just reading an article from McKinsey, I think. And uh, construction is uh, the least uh, technology savvy uh, field after hunting. Uh, so that's that's pretty low on the list. You know, uh, you need a lot more construction. You visit a, uh, as you see our aerospace uh, counterparts and our manufacturing counterparts, they spend around three to four percent of their GDP, uh, as a three to four percent of their company's revenue, uh, in technology innovation. Uh, and if you if you see a factory, say thirty five years ago, and you go to a manufacturing plant today, uh, it's you know it's, you can't recognize it. Uh, but uh, if you go to a construction uh, site, say 10 or 15 years ago, uh, and you go to one now, there's like, there has been change, there's been marginal gains, but nothing, nothing drastic, uh, you know, like the assembly line. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's really uh, people who've, who, who, who uh, the decision makers in most cases are, hey, I'm, I'm making a good profit, 
doing the 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 way things i'm do uh, the, the way i'm doing things uh yeah. why 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 fix something that ain't broken uh yeah, when they so don't it... yeah they don't see that uh if you fix this the profitability uh shoots up really high really really high yeah so in in this kind of uh maintaining the status quo per se and that's kind of making things very slow moving um what, you know where are there opportunities to optimize that supply chain you mentioned the assembly line so if we kind of abstract this into a ford type of moment uh has the construction industry or will it ever reach that kind of level of mass production or modularization um you know are there ways to optimize that supply chain for let's say a, a commercial construction project uh, absolutely that's uh, that goes without to saying i think uh, uh, construction uh, will take some time to catch up uh, you know uh, around 5 years more uh, compared to our manufacturing and you know the way aerospace has grown uh, i think the covid-19 pandemic was a very rude uh, awakening for a lot of construction companies globally uh, and it kind of uh, you know smacked us in the face and told us you need to you guys need to you know up your uh, your ante and work a lot more efficiently Uh, and i think you're going to see a lot more uh, technology solutions being adopted to enhance the supply chain um uh, you know we, in this construction industry it's very easy to get caught up in this rut of erp that's the only technology that people talk about in the construction field is uh, you know uh, let's buy erp from oracle or sap and that that's that, that's that there are, there are very limited technology uh, in the spaces of uh, actually boosting operational efficiency uh the construction industry does not need another accounting software it requires something that really helps them uh, on the ground and i'm really happy to see especially in the indian uh, startup ecosystem a lot of uh, new uh, startups and technologies are coming in uh, to kind of digitize this entire supply chain so so i think in the next the 5 years owing to the pandemic uh, the, uh people have started asking the right questions do we need uh, uh, so many offices uh, do we need uh, can, can a part of our uh, work for you know our team uh, at least at the headquarters uh, work from home uh, can we use more digital technology so we don't have to have offices uh, across the world but we can still monitor our projects that are going across the world uh, so so yeah i think uh, you will see a fair bit of investment in construction technology to optimize supply chain in the next 5 10 i don't think it's going to be an optimization it's going to be uh, the uh, a disruption of the existing supply chain more so uh, so yeah. on your point ashu about the kind of project management side of this industry um and you mentioned you know the the very large players uh, in the erp space uh i was doing a bit of research and i was thinking about you know how can how can this industry adopt more modern methods of of project management and and one thing i came across is this idea of smart contracts so for the listeners i'll just give a brief kind of uh description of what these are um and i should have a question for you on on the adoption of this technique so sure. so these these smart contracts basically what they do right is they they offer organizations in a project um a kind of shared system to do business and they allow them to buy track and pay for services and instead of uh getting contracts and tracking all these deliverables from separate parties um these construction firms can could instead leverage these smart contracts as this kind of all-in-one tracking system and the technology that's 
underlying uh, this contract system is is blockchain. Um, so Asha, my question for you is, has the construction industry looked into or have you seen any reports of it looking into this this kind of smart chain, smart contract or blockchain technique? Uh, and do you think that it's it's a viable option? Uh, Tanmay, firstly, as a fellow computer scientist, uh, I think uh, if the construction industry has a lot to gain, uh, and I think uh, the infrastructure as well as the manufacturing industry for that matter, from smart contracts in the, in the context that you described it, but I think uh, the, the problem is, is more complex than it seems. Uh, do I see it uh, being adopted by the infrastructure market? Uh, absolutely. Uh, in theory, yes, that sounds very plausible. But, uh, you know, uh, most uh, uh, international contracts uh, worldwide are governed by something called FIDIC, uh, which is, uh, uh, it's, it's an it's a, uh, international body uh, that helps uh, create a common platform to base contracts on. Uh, so I can I, I can have a contract uh, uh, sitting with an American firm, uh, you know, do building a a, a, a building in America uh, using a FIDIC clause, uh, which is uh, which is uh, accepted by arbitrators in India as well as the arbitrators in the U.S. Uh, and more often than not, uh, uh, the FIDIC clauses, uh, the way construction is done, is on FIDIC, right? And FIDIC is this really complicated uh, uh, contract. Uh, so I don't see arbitration going away anytime soon. The clauses, the contracts and clauses are designed in such a way that, uh, you know, some of them are really vague and uh, contractors often have to go, go towards arbitration. So seeing, so kind of seeing the, the world in a lens where, hey, you know, I get, I get this work done and I get paid digitally and I'm done. You know, the turnaround time is that short with smart contracts. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, I think that uh, again, uh, but but you know the future is long uh, and really unpredictable. Uh, it it could happen in the next five, uh, in the next seven to ten years, uh, for the infra market. But uh, apart from that, there is uh, still a lot more technology that's going to be adopted uh, in, in these five years. Yeah, and you know some of those technologies. So, we, for example, we've seen a lot of increase in drone use in the industry. It actually continues to be one of the fastest growing trends. Sure, sure. Um, along with things like uh, AR, VR, um, and even just more efficient uh, and safe uh, materials used themselves for these these construction projects. Um, what What are your thoughts on these kinds of uh, uh, disrupts to the industry well, well drones drones have definitely you know uh, changed the way we monitor projects that's something that's been incredible uh you know i can uh right now in a uh, in a digital world uh sit at uh, my home and the, the convenience of my home and fly a drone uh, that inspects every nook and cranny of a building that my you know uh, my company and my employees are building uh, and I can, you know, uh, ha have confidence. I can have better quality standards, better health, uh, safety, uh, environmental standards in place and make sure that they are all being enforced. Uh, so in that way, drone technology has helped a lot. Uh, honestly, uh, uh, augmented, uh, augmented reality kind of helped us in uh, your, uh, uh, you know, modeling the building and uh, kind of uh, really seeing the entire building in 3D and seeing where you're piping. A building or an infrastructure project is a very complicated engineering challenge. It's it's not it's not an easy engineering challenge that everyone can solve, especially when you're building uh, big structures. Uh, there's a lot of piping, there's electrical conduits that you have to lay, there is uh, uh, a, a lot of HVAC uh, works, uh, 
a lot of things have to uh, have to be a lot of processes have to be followed in the in the way they're supposed to be followed to build uh, a building and a uh, bim kind of helps out with that so that's where i see virtual reality adding value uh, sorry uh, yeah virtual reality and augmented reality or adding value beyond that i don't think they add much value uh, i think uh, there is uh, it's uh, there is more hype there's more smoke than there is fire there interesting what are your thoughts on trends in AI and automation then? Do you think it's, it's the same sentiment as with AR and VR? Or do you think that uh, there are uh, certain tangible benefits that AI and automation can offer to the construction industry? Oh, oh no, AI and automation are a different thing. Uh, I think AI and automation can bring a lot more to the industry. Uh, AR, VR, uh, incredible for uh, architectural firms, but have limitations. So it's not, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to change. It's not going to give us that... Uh, uh, you know, assembly line level change, uh, definitely not. Uh, uh, whereas AI and automation can. Interesting. Okay. Um, actually, I want to talk to you about a bit of a, bit of a different point. So um, as you mentioned, right, there's a lot of uh, workforce out there uh, for this kind of hard labor. Um, but when it comes to more of the strategic work, and as you mentioned, you know, engineering challenges, uh, or sorry, construction uh, projects are, are major engineering challenges. Um, according to a lot of industry reports, and actually according to one most recently from 2020, um, there's been reports that say that the number of job openings in construction has almost doubled, but the number of new hires has only increased by something like 13 or 14 percent. Um, right. So. Due to that gap, you know, how do you think that these construction firms can attract more talent that can help them with uh, the more planning and design aspect of things? Well, I, my views might be controversial, but I think construction is the most bloated uh, industry in the world. I think uh, we need less people. Uh, I think we employ far too many people right now, at least in the headquarters. So, so when you're talking about laborious jobs, you know, the, the work that actually happens on sites, the civil engineers that are actually required on site to build a building. Yes, you require a lot more of them. They, they need to be recruited and we need smart ones to, to help us uh, build things really fast in a sustainable way. Uh, but uh, we don't, we, uh, you know, uh, more pencil pushers sitting in the, in the headquarters. Uh, that's something that we definitely get to need to uh, trim the fat out there. And I think COVID-19 uh, has that silver lining to it, uh, that, that fat is being trimmed. Uh, there is, uh, construction has become a top heavy uh, uh, industry uh, wherein there are more managers than there are employees to manage. And uh, that needs to change. We need more engineers. Uh, we need more uh, civil engineers. We need more uh, uh, brains on ground, on, on, on the ground where the building or the infrastructure project is actually happening and less brains in, uh, sitting in an office. That's uh, my view on this. Yeah, so it, it, that, that sounds to me like uh, this, this situation you're, you're describing sounds to me kind of like a byproduct of the bureaucracy you mentioned earlier. And it kind of leads to me thinking more about um, the young talent and the young workforce and, and the need for, as you said, smarter minds on the ground. So to kind of expand on that point, you know, what changes do you think need to maybe happen uh, at the university level? Uh, are there changes that you think could, could be beneficial? In, oh, abso in, absolutely, uh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, in, in, uh, I think on the university level, 
especially for civil engineering, there has to be a lot more practical experience. You know, you need uh, students working on the ground. Uh, it's one thing to study uh, about how the laws of physics work and how uh, maybe uh, Bernoulli's uh, uh, equation works with uh, fluids, right? Uh, great. You understand how you can pump concrete from a pipe, 80 flows uh, up. Great, you've mastered this engineering challenge. But it's another challenge, it's actually staying on site and seeing that it's executed. There are, are so many things that could go wrong. It's like Murphy's law, right? And it's just an, a tremendous engineering challenge to, to build a building in record time. Uh, and uh, we, I can say that because we've built the fastest uh, hospital ever built in India. Uh, our uh, parent company, Capacity Infra, has built the fastest hospital ever built in nine months. And I was a part of that, and it's really difficult. It's uh, you need. Uh, I think the students need a lot more on-ground experience uh, to be cut out for the job. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's. I think uh, the COVID pandemic uh, is is definitely revealing a lot of flaws in the education system, even with things as far as something as simple as delivery of education. Uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of schools struggling with delivering this remote style of learning. So even something as simple as that all the way to a revamp of the curriculum itself is, is definitely needed both in the uh, secondary and also the higher education level uh, yes uh, but uh, in all in all fairness uh, i have seen some uh, incredible civil engineers come out of uh, universities like uh, the university of Illinois at urbana champaign and uh, iits uh, in india there are some fairly good sharp intelligent uh, uh, civil engineers that we work with and uh, we do, they help us do the phenomenal work we do. So uh, we are, we are, uh, the, so I, I'm not saying that the curriculum needs to be checked out. We are doing something right, uh, but there are a few things we are doing wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. As with, as with any, uh, any field of study, there's, there's definitely areas for growth. Um, so Ashu, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, real estate. So at least in my mind, it seems like real estate and construction industries are pretty closely linked through what's called this like self-correcting mechanism of the market. Um, oh, absolutely. Due to COVID, you know, due, due to COVID, we've seen that real estate prices have fallen sharply in a lot of cities, and people are seeing cities uh, with you know entire apartment buildings being emptied out since people are looking for more uh, areas to live that are more affordable outside of these these large urban centers. So how do you think this, this kind of shift in the people's movement is affecting uh, the outlook for new construction opportunities in large cities? I think it's incredible. I think uh, uh, it's the best time as an individual to uh, make uh, strategic investments and increase your, uh, and add some good quality uh, assets, uh, uh, good, uh, some good quality real estate uh, to your investment portfolio. You're getting uh, a good apartments at cheap rates uh, at, at places which are artificially hyped. Uh, it's the best time to grow uh, for your investment portfolio. Uh, for, from a real estate sector, uh, a lot of these developers uh, worldwide uh, make a lot of margins, uh, Tanmay, uh, on buildings. They make 300% uh, profit margins, 400% profit margins. Uh, for, for them, it's going to be like, all right, I, I did not make 200% profit margins on this. I made 150%, but I didn't make any loss and I paid everyone off. Uh, so... Uh, 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 and, uh, you know, people can really get uh, housing at a cheaper rate. Uh, as an investor, uh, I would love, to, I, I think it's an ideal time to buy more assets. 
uh, and if uh, if the uh, world economy sees it that hey let's improve uh, let's expand our investment portfolios even non banking financial institutions if they kind of realize this and they buy more assets uh, right from the real estate class right now capitalizing uh, on the, uh, the the prices uh, i think it will benefit the real estate industry a lot uh, a lot of the construction companies uh, will get out of debt a lot of these uh, real estate players who find themselves in debt uh, will come out of it, uh, and the end benefit uh, will come to a, uh, a, a an end user or a, a you know a consumer. Interesting, got it. So so yeah, as, as I mentioned, Ashu, about the the huge success of your platform thus far in such this short amount of time, um, as <laughs> as the world kind of comes out of the the COVID pandemic and and kind of comes back to normal. Um, do you plan to scale this platform to other countries as well? Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Uh, so right now we are scaling this to roads and highways, uh, hydropower, tunnels, uh, uh, and you know basically all infrastructure projects. Uh, and then we are scaling that really quickly to manufacturing uh, as well. Uh, we are actually very aggressively going to grow operations uh, in the US. We were going to do that uh, this year, but uh, those plans kind of got delayed for a bit because of the pandemic. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be uh, back in California very soon, and uh, I'm we are pretty serious about growing operations uh, in the U.S. as well. Uh, the pain points for construction, uh, the bureaucracy in construction, it's the same globally. Uh, I've I've spoken to a lot of people, even in the U.S., uh, and people uh, some some really good people from Australia and even the uh, and even from New Zealand. Uh, and uh, you know what? It's it's the same everywhere. Uh, and this industry really needs to be disrupted. And whoever disrupts this first, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a big disruption because, uh, as you rightly said, uh, infrastructure, uh, imagine the, the kind of uh, contribution infrastructure and manufacturing does to the world's GDP. And uh, even, even if there is a gain of 10 to 15% of productivity in that, can you imagine the kind of compounding effect it will have on the world's economy in the next five to 10 years? It could, it could be incredible. Absolutely, and not to mention the amount of jobs created as well. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. A, a tremendous amount of jobs being created and a tremendous amount of va value uh, jobs, you know, jobs where uh, uh, you, a person, you can really help a person grow in their careers because there are opportunities. Uh, uh, different opportunities uh, yeah so ashu it, it sounds like you you really have a, a, a solid knack on uh the space and you know i'm just curious for our listeners and for me um what kind of resources do you read or, or watch or listen to to stay updated on the industry news and what can you recommend for our listeners who, who might be interested well there's uh, uh... I personally rely a lot on uh, a magazine called Business World, BW Business World, that has a lot of uh, really great information about uh, the the construction industry in India as well as uh, uh, you know the the Indian ecosystem of startups. Uh, so that's really good. Uh, that's something that I really read. I read Construction World, uh, and uh, I think uh, for for most of my facts, I I go to CB Insights. Uh, and McKinsey. Uh, McKinsey has this whole bunch of really good uh, reports available right on their website, and uh, you know they give it. Uh, they give some of them away for free, and uh, reading some of those really changes your perspective on things.
Awesome. Yeah, I'll be sure to put those in the show notes for our audience to check out. Um, Ashu, anything else to add before we sign off for the episode? Um, uh, uh, yes, I would like to say that uh, the COVID pandemic has struck uh, kind of uh, uh, has, uh, you know, kind of created a lot of chaos uh, in the global economy. But uh, let's look at the silver lining. Uh, let's use this time uh, to digitize uh, and organize what needs to be organized. I love that. It's a great message. Thanks, Ashu, for coming on the show. And thanks to our audience for listening. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. Um, share this episode with your friends, your colleagues, your networks. Um, and we'll see you next time.